everybody, welcome to episode 305. 305. Yeah. Anyway, now, <laughs> now that we've got that out of the way, <laughs> I'm here, Colby here, Dylan's here. We've all said 305. 305. Like yeah, I'm not going to say it again. Is it, is it like the word of the day on like Pee Wee's Playhouse? <laughs> like, <laughs> We're our own soundboard. <laughs> we don't need we don't need special effects. We can morning zoo ourselves. Yeah. Anyway, we're here. We're going to talk about some video games today. Uh, we're going to start with the video games we've been playing. We'll chat about that. Um, we're going to forget about the console war. It is time for the controller war. Um, and I'm who, here for it. Ex- I mean, who is it? Exactly. Uh, Bayonetta 3, like, mm. might be having voice actor issues or maybe isn't having voice actor issues. I, I This is a, a weird a, thing. I don't know. <laughs> It's like very he said, she said, and I'm very intrigued. Uh, man, like even though Overwatch 2 appears to be just like a general dumpster fire, um, a lot of folks are playing it. Uh, Apex Legends has a new character. Like I haven't even really thought about Apex in a while, but apparently they've got a new character. It's kind of cool. It's like a bright spot in a, in a whole bunch of not bright spots. Um, you might want to stop using this Minecraft launcher because one of the people in it actually probably feels really negative about the Apex Legends new character, I'm guessing. Um, Nintendo resolves its labor dispute. Um, Xbox is saying that Sony's eh, kind of full of crap, which I think we we might have all known, um, maybe. And would you like to play an NES game that only you own? You would be the only person that would own that. It's, it's like that Wu-Tang Clan album, mm. um, except that you're not a pharma bro. I don't think. That's Are you, you guys weird that bros? that has been in... Two episodes in two a row. Two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> two back-to-back episodes, actually, I in think. In episode 306. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try and we'll try and just keep that Love reference going. Special guest, Martin Shrekley. Shrekley, I don't know. I mean, what else is he doing? Like, right? Um, we got questions. Um, questions have news in them today, too, which is kind of weird. So... I don't know. There's there's uh, there's some stuff about EA, and then there's a question about EA, and then there's another question from Rich, and then a question from Prime Fan, question from Triple Trouble, and then there's some more news that I'm going to use to ask a question. So everything's a little a little scattywampus today. Um, it's a smorgasbord. Ooh! Did you when you were in the the, the mother country, Dylan? Yeah. Did you eat any smorgasbord? Um, I don't even know what that is. I just know it's like a word that seems like it's probably <laughs> Scandinavian. It's very close to smorbrod, which is like sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if where what is the etymology of? I, I don't. I don't have any. Board. Don't have any idea. You re- look um, that up for us, Dylan, and report back. Oh, it uh, is a Swedish meal, actually. Oh, so you did not eat a smorgasbord. Um. Uh, buffet style hot and cold dishes. Um, it might just be a buffet, but in Sweden. Oh well, that. So, so did you? Yes, more or less. I might have had a smorgasbord. Good job, doing I think words like smorgasbord really reinforces the fact that the Swedish chef actually speaks Swedish. Right. Um, just, just my thought. Yeah. Uh, we got free games from Epic. We've got free games from Game Pass. We've got cheap games from Humble Bundle, and then the podcast will end, and we'll all go home. Except we're all home, so I don't. I, I don't will be leaving my house. <laughs> oh, Dylan's going to do the opposite of yeah. going home. Are you planning on staying at home after the podcast call? Yeah, probably. 
I gotta eat dinner. I gotta work tonight. Man, I just had a burrito. It was real good. Real good. Enjoyed that a lot. Anyway, let's talk about what we've been playing. Dylan, you did not play anything, or did you play something? Um, not really. Um, I was kind of thinking about playing Vermintide Two because oh, it'll yeah. get me hyped for Dark Tide when that comes out. Um, it's a good choice. I'm kind of getting choice. excited for that, which I haven't really been excited for a game in a while. But that looks like it's going to be real fun. Kill some giant rat men. Yeah. Cole, why don't you talk about uh, Cyberpunk? I have. Whoops! I just closed my window to see people uh i've been playing cyberpunk 2077 yes right here okay 2077 Uh, is there like a cyberpunk 20 something other yes like is there yeah like the i don't know whatever they're based off of um 2024 is there there's 2020 um, but that was, e- I think that's even like the second edition of cyberpunk. Mm. Um, so, but as time went on each new edition, they progressed the storyline forward. Um, and not because we got closer. It's not like a, uh, like a predator two thing where they're like, we should set this in the far future. 1997. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually, I'm trying to remember exactly the first, um, 2020 or 2020 it was 2013 that's right so the original cyberpunk was 2013 because it was published in 88 oh um, interesting and that's then far out. and then uh 2020 came and then they made 2077 and then the newest edition of the role-playing game is 2045 so yeah. the video Wait, game is came back well it was actually in development probably about the same time um all right so the video game is even further in the future than 2045. Is it was it originally based on anything or is it its own IP? It's its own IP. Um it, I mean it's heavily inspired by the like science fiction. Yes, Neuromancer, Blade Runner and those yeah. kinds of things, but um Mike Pondsmith of um he actually just lives uh, right up the street here. Um they're based out of the Washington area as a lot of role playing <laughs> games are. For coincidentally, I think he might have been from California or something, but he, um, they're based out of like Kirkland or Kenmore, Washington or something. I did not um, know that. It's a pretty small team too, so huh. um, it's kind of cool. Well, yeah, yeah it's local. Cool. Um, for some reason, twenty seventy seven just never sounds right to me in my head, and I'm yeah. I'm wondering if it's just because it's, like you've. I, you have heard of the other ones. 2020 is probably what you would hear the uh-huh. most just in... Um, for some reason, 2024 always sounds right for me for the yeah. video game, though. Oddly enough, that, that's what I was thinking, 2024. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, before you go yeah. into your game, Cole, uh, 55 years from now, what is your prediction? Will this be how the world is, or will it be better, or will it be worse? Well, there seems to be water in this world, so... I don't probably know, better. Figure it some way to... But is it, I go but is the, it acid the, rain? Well, I, I just wonder, maybe they figured out some sort of, you know, like, filtration systems. Uh, I'm, I haven't gone into a bathroom, and so I can't tell you if there's three seashells or not. So, mm. but, uh, um, it's good. It's, it's, like, I, my only complaint, and it's more of a complaint on me, is that because I 
definitely cannot play it in front of my child. Um, I learned, <laughs> I, I know that because like I could turn genitals on and off, and that's just not normally a uh, thing you can do in a video game. Yeah. Um, there is I'm full, like, you can run yeah. around completely nude, which yep. is yep. not common in games. Is I accidentally, flappy? <laughs> yes. Uh, probably. Uh, I accidentally did that. I pl- I, I'm playing as a girl, and like I didn't realize that if you switch to outfits that there's nothing <laughs> in that it just makes you naked right and if you so didn't like, actually make any outfits then you uh-huh. don't have any outfits so <laughs> you just and so i accidentally switched outfit too and then i went and looked in the mirror i'm like huh, boobs okay well let's go back and put some clothes on before i like just walk out my door yeah but there is like the one thing i will say is i'm ready for this dystopian future because if i walk outside my door there is a burrito vending machine mm-hmm. and if i could walk out my door and there's a burrito vending machine like i first of all i'd weigh like 600 pounds but i'd be okay with that as a dystopian society yeah, yeah. i mean sure everything else is collapsed and yeah. well, you know whatever but burrito vending machine do you think they're good burrito vending machine cliff yeah but i mean like i assume it is do you have a burrito gas station burrito gas station burrito is probably good enough it's hard to screw up right it's gonna taste but i mean it might not be good for you you could just have like like 40 burritos in your freezer call yeah but then i have to make them this i just go out and put a credit you also might not have a freezer in 2077 yeah it's true however 2077 is Society has been rebuilding since 2045 in the cyberpunk universe. So it's actually kind of the more optimistic setting um, oh, in, a, in, in a way because a, a tactical nuke was used on the city in that, that, the 2020. That makes a lot more sense to me, Dylan. In the 2020s. Where, yeah, um, 23 years from everything goes to hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's actually or things no. went to hell and then they're actually yeah, kind of been improving got better. a little bit. Yeah. I um, can see that. I just want a burrito vending machine outside my door. That's <laughs> yeah. all I'm asking for. I'll I'll look into getting you one for Christmas, Cole. I mean, like literally, there's a burrito place within walking distance of my house. So, but is it a vending machine? No, but it's good. <laughs> Tibetos, isn't it? It's a floor burritos, but whatever. It's close enough does not matter. They're all does the same. not matter. Um, I also started watching the Cyberpunk TV show. Um, and I'm like four episodes in. It's good. It's good. Um, it's a good it. show. Yeah. Yeah, like, it is. Um, it it is like slightly too anime for me. Like, not a huge fan of anime. <laughs> it's definitely uh, very anime, though. So if you yeah, don't, it's, it's very anime. I don't know. To me, though, like I, and I found myself liking anime more recently. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, I kind of did too. Um, maybe then this probably definitely helped. Like, kind of pushed me over the edge. Where I'm like, okay, I, I enjoy this now. It did take. A while and there was i mean a few shows that i enjoyed watching but now i'm like okay i can i can do this um but yeah i think the show is very good but yeah if you don't yeah. if you're not into the anime style <laughs> it's very anime i made it farther than i did into castlevania so there's that yeah. <laughs> i definitely prefer this way more to castlevania like yeah. but, uh, a bit of a slow burn to be honest i don't know it just didn't just didn't click with me but uh so i've been playing that it's good um and uh it's running well it's a real pretty game um uh i will say that about it It is it looks really good um and uh but i've also been playing shadow run dragonfall some more Um, i did find out that you cannot play that like like mobile 
through um oh. what's that called? like cloud yeah gaming like there is that text is way, way too, too small. small like yeah. i start playing it like 10 minutes and i'm like why does my head hurt so much i'm yep. like oh okay yeah but I, uh, I played a number of games that like that but like the ui is just too tiny uh-huh Maybe we need to remember the things that you'd get for the Game Boy like color. Yeah, like those little, little magnifying, magnifying glasses. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, get one of those. Like have that in a light for some reason. Yep. And like basically what I'm saying is I want my old purple Game Boy. Yeah. Like, you know, magnifying glass, light, like the little handhold like things on it, some sort of weird battery pack. Yeah. Yeah, that- I want that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, Shadowrun Dragonfall is really good too. So I'm just been cyberpunking it up. <laughs> Colby just lives in dystopian future now. Ready to cut my arm off yeah. and get some sort of cool robot arm. <laughs> Cyber arm. You, for, you get a you get get a, a microphone for the podcast call. There you go. <laughs> Colby, maybe maybe it'd just be like a thumb. Thumb. Like, yeah, yeah. You don't need a whole arm. No. Um. Let's see. I played some grounded with Colby. Um. Which yeah, is good. I did that too. Yeah, the game just continues to like. Uh, it's got good progression. Yeah, it really. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Is it's got good progression. Like we keep hitting these walls where I'm like, I, I don't know what what's next, and then we like do something. We're like, oh, that's what's next. Um, we beat our first base, which was kind of a pain in the butt. Um, kind of, yeah. Wasn't big. It's on a. It's on a like tree. And you have to walk in these little short paths, and if you fall off, you fall all the way to the bottom. Um, and when you climb back up, there's not any indication about the right way to go, which was kind of annoying. Like yep. that game does not have any of the like, hey, if you can jump here, we paint it red kind of like helpers that like I don't know modern video games have. Um, like I, I think the thing is 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 ninety nine percent. Excuse me, ninety nine percent of the issues I have with this game could have been fixed by like very easily with like in-game concepts. Like you could have said, Hey, we're climbing up this thing. And as you go, like you could have lit up little, you know, like pathways as you went or, you know, I don't know. There's, there's this weird like ant pheromone that we use to like create pathways. Like it doesn't have fast travel either. And in a world where the technology exists to in shrink you down to the size of an ant, like it seems like fast travel doesn't seem like a a real big leap past that. Which so Colby and I like our, our fast travel schema is now we just kill ourselves to go to at least back to our main base, <laughs> and you just respawn. So I I don't know. Um, we killed a couple of giant wolf spiders, which was pretty cool. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, all in all, it's come along. Colby built us a new house. It's real nice looking. So yeah, grounded's good. I, I recommend it. Um, I also played a little teeny bit of Soccer Story, which is a. It's not out yet. I don't believe I'm playing the demo. Um, it was part of like Steam did another one of those. Like hey, there's a hundred million demos available to play. Um, I played a little bit of Soccer Story. And it's it's based on a, a concept where there was like a soccer tournament going on and. Something happened that a bunch of people died, so they banned soccer. Soccer is no longer legal. Um, I mean, like in in certain places, that might be you know happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, Brazil, like, yeah, just, you know. lower levels uh, in Brazil. Sometimes you know you just have to like crucify a ref. Like, it happens. <laughs> I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the World Cups in Qatar. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, all sorts of things could go super sideways. 
Um, no, but like, and, and you're a girl who like one day sees a soccer ball fly by, like literally fly. It's flying through the air. It's like it's motorized and, and you go out to find it. And it, it it's a role playing game, which is kind of interesting. So I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I didn't put a ton of time into it, but enough to know that like it seems kind of clever and I like the graphics. Like it's just pixely and whatever. Um, I might play the demo a little bit more. I might just wait until the, the full game comes out, but it, it definitely interests me. So that's a, a good first start. Uh, Patreon. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons. Uh, if you would like to be one of those people I just thanked, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast and, uh, and join up. We've got a couple of different Did you tiers. thank anyone? No, well, I, I said thank you to all of our wonderful patrons. Oh. So it wasn't. Oh. I haven't thanked anyone individually yet. Oh, okay. I'll get to that. That was kind of. I a, thought. I thought that's what you were doing. I'm like, you might have skipped those. Yeah, I, it's been a. It's only Tuesday, but it has been a very long week. So <laughs> it's it's probably a good idea to like kind of keep an eye on me, make sure I don't just skip over things randomly because it could happen. And on to questions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. Uh, big shout out to our producer level patrons. These are folks that uh, contribute $10 a month to our lovely cause. That is Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Anonymous, and Rich Deacon. I wish it was actually Anonymous instead of Anonymous. It's actually a pretty good name. An Anonymous Moose. That's great. Love it. Um, and Rich Deacon. Did you send me the video the other day, Cole, of the, the two mooses fighting and one of them ended up in the back <laughs> of a guy's pickup and then put his I did. antlers through the pickup? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Those were yeah, not anonymous. If, if you've never been close to a moose, moose are freaking big and they're they're pretty scary. First like, time I saw a moose in real life, I was like, "How is that thing so much impossibly larger than a horse?" Like, uh-huh. just I, I have been like six feet from yeah. moose, and it's not fun. <laughs> it's not a good like. You're not like, oh, look at that little face. I'm no. gonna give it. No, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, like. Please don't hurt me because yeah. you're really big. The first time Colby and I saw a moose when we were together, um, we were up hiking, and it was like probably not a baby moose, but like a juvenile moose. And there was a bunch of people just like wandering around, like trying to like get close to the moose, take pictures uh-huh. of it and stuff. I'm like, dude, Ooh, like I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you know what moose parents look like, but <laughs> and, and this one may not have parents. But either way, don't be around to find out, y'all. Anyway, that has nothing to do with Patreon. <laughs> a moose bit my sister once. Once. <laughs> uh, go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast. You can support us and we will love you. Every single one of you. You're great. Uh, Extra Life is happening like soon. Um, I'm not exactly sure when. As as soon as like two weeks from now, but maybe three weeks from now. I'm, it's going to be either the 5th and 6th or... Uh, the 10th or the 12th and 13th of November. So I'm, I'm not sure yet, but one of those two, uh, if you would like to donate to our extra life team, go to bite me podcast slash, uh, extra life. If you would like to join our extra life team, you go to the same place Bite me podcast slash extra life. We will have a good old fashioned time. We just got to figure out when, and then we'll go from there. Uh, yes. Next. Dylan. Dylan. News. Dylan, 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 thank you. News. Say hello to your lovely wife for me. I just saw her. You don't, you don't have to say Cliff said hey. You know. Anyway, uh, it is time for the controller war. We have uh, two brand new controllers coming out. And like I think I should, I should start this off by saying like 
I love Xbox controllers. If I had an unlimited amount of money, I would have an unlimited amount of, of Xbox controllers because I, I love all the colored ones. I love all the special edition ones. I love all the custom ones. I think they're great. Um, and this is... Uh, Xbox has just announced that you are going to be able to customize the Xbox Elite 2 controllers. So arguably the best controller in existence. Um, you're now going to be able to get to put in all sorts of fun colors exactly and, how uh, you want it oh exactly how you want it um like i'm fine with the black the black's fine but man some of the custom ones are so fun um can we, can we just like get that audio <laughs> no um clip that <laughs> let's see <laughs> uh they are 150 dollars um, but apparently there's an option to fully customize it for 210 and i don't understand what the difference between customizing and fully customizing it is maybe it's like you can choose down to every single button every single little flippy get the bit. button so they're colored yeah right i think yeah because it kind of sucks that they're not uh-huh yeah but like same color buttons for abc like is rough it's kind of a like for a company that is like really into usability it's really weird that on their like flagship controller they're like i don't know letters are probably fine <laughs> yeah um, like, because when Brooke and, like, if Brooke ever uses that controller and you're playing like a rhythm game or something, they're like, mm -hmm. hit, hit red. She's like, I don't know which one's red. <laughs> yep. She barely knows which one's X, let alone which one's red. So, yeah. Uh, uh, in, in, in the other corner, we have the new PlayStation DualSense. It is their version of the Elite Controller. It, uh, it looks real nice. Like, if you're into PlayStation controllers, I think you will probably like this one. I am not, so I'm not going to to get one. Um, it'll be out on January 26th. There will be pre-orders coming out um, in about a week, October 25th. Um, it is $200, I believe. So it is, it is a premium price over the top of a uh, an Xbox Elite controller. But, you know, people that like those those PlayStation controllers that come with the PS5 really like the controllers that come with the PlayStation 5. So if that is kind of your thing, I, I would say that that might be uh, something you would enjoy. So uh, it has kind of all the same features, removable buttons and little back paddles and, and all that kind of stuff. So give it a look-see. Uh, all right, so Bayonetta is, is a video game. Um, as you probably know, there's been two of them. There's a third one coming out. And like last week or earlier this week, last week, it's Tuesday, last week, um, the the voice actress who's been Bayonetta in the first two, which um, if in your head you picture her looking like um, the character she plays, this is not one of the instances where the, they base the character design off of uh, off the voice actor. Um, anyway, she claims that uh, for Bayonetta 3, the studio only wanted to pay her $4,000, which seems like not much money to voice like the, you know, probably one of the only speaking characters in, in a video game. Um, and she told them that that was crazy um, and that she, she was not going to do it. She was no longer going to be um, the... Uh, the voice actress for it, she was she's not going to take it, um, and so they recast the role um, using Jennifer Hale, who is um, Femshep in the Mass Effect series, um, and other amongst other things. Yeah, she's done a ton of ton of voice work. Um, 
so she came out on this and did a bunch of uh, Instagram posts, I guess, um, where she was on video and talking about her, her mental health and, and all sorts of different stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's terrible. Like, she obviously deserves more than than $4,000. Um, but then Bloomberg has come out today saying that they actually were offering her $4,000 per session. Um, and there was uh, roughly five sessions. So she would have made more like $20,000, um, which seems like more in line with what you would do to do it's it's five sessions lasting four hours a piece so you know 20k for a week's worth of work actually seems relatively reasonable um she apparently according to this report rejected that um wanted a six figure uh, amount for doing this voice work and residuals on the game <laughs> and um platinum said like maybe maybe not went back and forth and couldn't come to an agreement so it's very, very hard to say, like, who is telling the truth there. Like, it, it's, it's, who knows? It's very he said, she said. But, I mean, I, I guess we'll see, maybe? Or maybe we'll just never know. And uh, Mass Effect Lady is the new voice of Bayonetta. Right. So. I think it's one of those things that's like, yeah, if, I don't know, you don't. You might never know because you weren't there in the room. Right? right? Yeah. So. It just seems. I remember when it came out, I was very like, yeah, screw that. That sucks. They, she deserves more money than that. And then, like, they're like, well, right. actually. And I'm like, well, crap. So. Well, yeah, this, is, this is more interesting, though, because at first it was like, before that second part of the story, it was like they offered her less money because they wanted to hire someone else. And it doesn't seem like that's actually true. Because that right? was kind of like floating around. Yeah. And I was like, well,. Maybe like, uh -huh. but I don't yeah. know. And I think it's important to note too that just because I have no idea, but the SAG minimum is like a thousand dollars per session, right? Yeah. So just to have like context for like, oh, what does a voice actor make? Yeah. On, so a, she on a game, so at minimum she would have made four or five thousand dollars, right? So, um, yeah. And you would you would think that on the third installment of a pretty popular game that you <laughs> would be more minimums. than the minimum, so. I guess, like, I don't know. It it could go either way, I guess, it, but I don't know. I have, I don't know. I guess my gut would be, like, it's probably more than the minimum. Uh -huh, Unless they yeah. were trying to, like, lowball her and wanted someone else. I don't know why they would do I don't know, but yeah. maybe. So, I don't know. It's kind of it's it, a lot of speculation still. I, but. It sounds to me very much like maybe... Maybe not a misunderstanding, like that doesn't seem right, but a a misstatement. She she meant to say they offered me four thousand dollars per session, and it came out as four thousand dollars. And those two numbers are right. very 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 different. Or um, was she not like I don't I don't know this person, but was she trying to purposefully yeah. understate that to get people on her side? Exactly. Because most people saying twenty grand for a week of voice work yeah. is plenty um, yeah like you're gonna have a hard time convincing people that you should be making more money when yep. you spell it out as you show up five days four hours a day yeah and you get 20 grand it's yep. hard to say oh i want i want six figures it's like eh. yeah yeah it was more than the last game right because it, yep. it states there too that she 
it would that would have been a bump from Bayonetta two. Um, so I don't know. We will see. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Um, anyway, game looks all right. I don't know. I'm not a huge Bayonetta fan, so I enjoy it, but it's I don't know. I never finished one, but I've no. played I've played both of them. I think. Yeah, I played the first one for like an hour or two. It was fine. Uh, have either guys played Overwatch two yet? No, no, actually, I just I because we're talking about it. I just opened up um, Battle.net. <laughs> You're installing it as we speak. No, I'm patching Overwatch. Oh, really? Yeah, Overwatch is now Overwatch two in Battle.net. Yep. That's weird. Which was very weird to me because I kind of want. I was curious. I'm like, how did they get rid of the old one? And it's literally you're. They're just patching, which is weird because it's like the game you paid for. They just patched it into a new free to play game. <laughs> that is very strange. It's very. That's kind of <laughs> weird to me. Not that I'm like. I don't know if I care that much. Like, yeah. if that's just what they're going to do. But I have a lot of thoughts on. Yeah. It overall. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, about uh, Overwatch 2 uh, during the QA session. But uh, one of the interesting kind of uh, numbers that come out of, of all the Overwatch 2 stuff is, like, even with the DDoS attacks, even with, you know, some kind of weird bugs, even with, you know, being a new game for some reason, um, they still have, they've already reached 25 million players in their first 10 days, um, which is more than triple the amount that uh, uh, Overwatch 1 ever got. So, like, those free-to-play games, like, they, they make yeah. a difference. And um, when they just happen to patch the game you already have. Right. Um, <laughs> so, they obviously made the transition very easy. So weird. So weird. Anyway, 25 million is a lot, so... Good for them. Uh, Apex Legends has a new character, and that character is transgender, which is kind of interesting. Um, only in be, like this is actually the, the 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 reason I added this to uh, to the podcast. Uh, her name is uh, Catalyst in game. Uh, she is trans, and she is apparently one of the many LGBTQ Apex Legends characters. Like I haven't played. Apex lately, but were you guys aware that there are apparently multiple LGBTQ nope. folk in in Apex? Like, g- good for them, I guess. Uh, according to, um, I, like, I mean, th- that's very cool, and I was only surprised because I would have thought that would be something I would have heard either because someone was like, hey, it's really cool, Apex is, like, super inclusive, or apex legend sucks because they're super inclusive (laughs) like it's all about phrasing i guess um but this sounds really neat apparently they worked really closely with glad um and trans uh, employees at um remedy to make sure that uh you know this character um felt real and was treated you know with the the right kind of respect and development that uh, <coughs> that character deserves. Uh, according to this actually, the, the other character is Bloodhound who is non-binary. So, I don't know. It's it's a that's a pretty cool thing and uh good good for uh the folks over at Respawn. I, I should play Apex more. Like Apex is a really it's probably my favorite battle royale. Um but eh, I don't play a lot of battle royale. But I thought that was neat. So go if you like if you like Apex, go play some Apex. Play their new character. Um, in a sharp 
turn to the other side of things. Uh, if you use a uh, Minecraft launcher PolyMC, um, so you may use, uh, essentially PolyMC allows you to launch multiple different versions of Minecraft from one PC with multiple different configurations of mods and uh, texture packs and all that kind of stuff. Um, the it, it was formerly a team run uh, project, and this week a uh, one of the maintainers somehow was able to kick all of the other people off of the team and said he did so because they were promoting radicalist leftist queer ideology um, <laughs> in their Minecraft launcher, and everyone's like, "What? What exactly?" are you talking about <laughs> and and they think it's because um he they have a code of conduct that um said like um that you know you have to be respectful of people of other you know genders and races and and stuff and he apparently just didn't like that and found it to be um a negative so uh word on the street is is that you probably don't want to use that launcher anymore if you were using it in the past not just because this dude sucks um but because there's no one around now to check and see what code he adds to it <laughs> so nice. yeah i guess if you've got this raging whatever he is um i think asshole's the word you're looking for yeah. He wants to reclaim PolyMC from the leftoids. <laughs> yeah, asshole. That, that works. In addition to an asshole, you just never know what he's going to do. So, like, you know, uh, maybe maybe don't do that. Apparently, the other devs have launched a, uh, a new launcher called Prism Launcher. So, maybe, maybe just move over to, move over to that. Uh, Nintendo of America has settled its uh, National Labor <laughs> Board dispute. Uh, for firing uh, Aston Carter, who was that QA worker who claimed uh, he was fire, fired um, because of his questions regarding um, unions at, at Nintendo. Or not even unions at Nintendo, unions in the greater sphere of gaming. Um, they paid him $26,000. Um and they also must email each of its QA workers with an outline of their rights under the National Labor Relations Act. <laughs> um, I, 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 my assumption is that they reached a settlement and are not, um, not, uh, what do I want to say, claiming that they did it. They're just settling and giving that yeah. guy $26,000 because it's easier. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> Um, Blizzard also got hit with another sexual um, uh, harassment lawsuit today or yesterday. So nice. <laughs> everything is just going great. Uh, speaking of Activision Blizzard, Microsoft still wants to buy them, I guess, because of their video games, not because of their culture, I have to assume. Uh, and according, so you, we've talked about this a couple times, that there's a kind of a big to-do going over in the UK um, because apparently every country in the entire world, I guess, has to agree whether or not uh, Microsoft can buy Activision Blizzard. I don't understand why. I really, I need to look that up and find out why we care in the U.S. what the U.K. thinks about two of our companies purchasing each other. But whatever, it, you know, it's a, it's a small world or something. Um, 
Microsoft says <laughs> that uh, the suggestion that the incumbent market leader with a clear and enduring market power could be foreclosed by the third largest provider as a result of losing access to one title, which in this case of Call of Duty, is not credible. <laughs> so I enjoy that Microsoft's uh, response to this is like, hey man, we're taking a solid third. <laughs> Yeah. It's not Call of Duty that's that's keeping us down. <laughs> anyway, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully that... Uh, we'll see. We'll absolutely see. Um, they said that if every single person who plays Call of Duty on PlayStation switched over to Xbox, that the PlayStation gamer base would still be bigger than Xboxes. <laughs> so... Batting for the little guy. That's what I'm doing. Uh, NES games. Call. Do you want to buy the Wu Tang of NES games? Of course I do. Uh, these these are games. Uh, Battlefields of Napoleon, a real time strategy Ooh. game, <laughs> uh, and an unknown game built for the Nintendo Power Glove. <laughs> oh, I don't have a Nintendo Power Glove. Will that be a problem? I can't imagine why it would be. Anyway, uh, these are uh, up for auction right now. Um, do you think you have enough money to, to win them? No. no. <laughs> well, I, I, I know that much. That is a bummer. I guess they'll just get sold to <laughs> Martin. <laughs> What's his name? And they'll they'll just go on forever the uh i guess if you if you want to help uh the video game history foundation is actually trying to win that auction so that they don't just go to some weird collector um and uh you know disappear forever so they would they would like actually preserve them so i guess if you've got a lot of money and you're a good person maybe go help the uh the video game preservation folks get those games instead of them going to uh, like a pharma bro. Like I think that's a that's a that's a good thing to do with your money. All right, let's see. I think I think it's time for questions. Dylan, just hey say yo, something. who's questions. asking a question? All right, so questions today. Um, oddly enough, starts off with more news. I'm not I'm not exactly sure how that works, but I wanted to make sure everyone knew what uh, what Rick was talking about in his question. Uh, EA is uh, shutting down the online servers for a bunch of old games, and I will say that sometimes this happens. They're like these games from 2014. I'm like, well, that seems a little recent. Um, these are a little older than that. It's uh, Con Command and Conquer Red Alert Three. Starring Tim Curry, which, I mean, that game's gotta be... Space! <laughs> yeah, a little bit older. Uh, NBA Jam, oh, that's from 2010, so it's the NBA Jam reboot. And uh, Mirror's Edge, which is also kind of old. Um, the interesting part about this is it does mean that Mirror's you... Mirror's Edge is a, like, 360 game, game? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's interesting because not only does this mean you won't be able to play the multiplayer... Um, although apparently Command and Con Conquer Red Alert, they're already like modding multiplayer into the game, so you don't have to worry too much about that. Um, but like for NBA Jam and Mirror's Edge, it means you won't be able to get all the achievements for the games any longer because some of the achievements require you to play it online. So there are literally achievements that you can no longer get once you uh, once these games go offline, which is a little bit weird. But uh, it's it's those two or those three. And Army of Two, the 40th day. Army of Two, the Devil's Cartel. And I can't believe that there are two Army of ga Two games that we didn't play, Cole, after loving the so first the, one. I didn't realize there the, was a third? 
No, I didn't either. The interesting thing is, is the Army of Two, or the original one, the the servers were already offline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, um, Dragon Age Origins um, is in there. Those all go off uh, October 20th. And then November 9th, Command and Conquer Red Alert 3, Command and Conquer, or I'm, yes, Command and Conquer Red Alert 3, Command and Conquer 3, Tiberium Wars, Command and Conquer 3, Kane's Wrath, and Mercenaries World in Flame. And then uh, November Onrush goes off. And then January, we lose Mirror's Edge, NBA Jam on Fire Edition, Gatling Gears, and Shank 2. So, you know. What, uh, uh, like, what does Mirror's Edge have online? What does Dragon Age Origins? I don't know if I realize or Dragon Age multiplayer. The Dragon's Edge Origins is the multiplayer screenshot server, which I do not know. Oh, damn. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. And I, I haven't, I, you know, I've honestly never played Mirror's Edge, so I, I don't know. I've played Mirror's Edge. I don't remember there being any aspect of a, a I wonder if it's just like leaderboards or something like could that, be. too. Yeah. Could be, could be. Yeah. Absolutely could be. So anyway, in, interesting. Um, kind of a bummer, I would guess. Uh, Rich's question about that is, with news of EA shutting down servers that host uh, old classic games, the multiplayer portion at least, what do you feel about any gaming company's responsibility with games that are played online? Um, be nice if they could keep them on. Yeah. Uh, to me... Uh, or at least make it so other people can keep them on. Yeah, that, that's my thing. Is I understand them wanting to shut down the servers like i get it it's you know probably not enough people playing command and conquer 3 to to keep a server Thanks. online for them but to me they absolutely should release the server code base um yeah. in in whatever form they have it like you don't have the original source code we get it like you know that was a long time ago but you know release a an image of the server release you know, the compiled code and let someone decompile it, you know, release that stuff as open source. So if people really, really want to play Command and Conquer 3, they can continue to play Command and Conquer 3. Or um, at least that, that that stuff doesn't just go away. Like, I think the preservation of video games is very important and we should do everything we can to make sure that uh, that, that is, you know, something that we, we keep around. So you guys have any other thoughts? Uh, pretty much sums it up. Yeah. So I would think I, if if I would want to let people like figure out how to play it. Like right? yeah. This is what Yeah, we can't keep running this twenty years later, but if someone wants to here you go. Like yeah. you'd think that they'd kinda want that. I don't know. Um, I think companies just have such a stranglehold over the idea of well i mean honestly what what probably gets them is if they open source a game that they used in 2020 you know that, that if they oh, sorry if they if they took a code base that they wrote in 2005 and open sourced it um and then someone found out that you know some of the code was copied and pasted into you know another server that they're running in 2020 like all of a sudden, depending on which open source license you've licensed another, like that new code base has to be open sourced as well. And so, like, it's almost like there needs to be a like maybe public domain is the right way to do that. Where like we're just releasing this in the public domain, you can do whatever you want with it. Mm -hmm. um, we don't 
ensure that it's good or that's bad or that's otherwise, you know, anything you do here doesn't impact anything else. But I think those kind of licenses often end up just being tricky and companies are so afraid of right. giving away something. Uh, and I mean, if like, someone can exploit it, they, they will. will. Right. Um, but also on top of it, I think companies are just so used to, if we can't make money doing this, why would we do it at all? And that's such a, like, it's such a terrible way to think about things, and it's such a, a horrible uh, line of thought when you are responsible for preserving essentially what breaks down to history. Um, it's a real bummer. So, uh, Rich's follow-up question, he said, this is very much not video game related. Um, I guess maybe it is, like if you want to live closer to a server. I don't know. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Choose, choose the place you could live if you could live anywhere. I mean, I kind of like generally where I live, um, but Norway was very nice if I yeah. was to do something crazy and move somewhere. Um, I could see that. How about you, Cole? very beautiful, and the food's good. Uh, somewhere with mountains and possibly a lake. I, uh, oh, and healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> healthcare. I think you'd I like was, Norway. I was going to, uh, I, I think, like, I want Iceland. So, I Iceland's nice. Iceland looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I would, I, I guess I would have one of two. Um, I've heard that, that Norway is incredible. Um, but any of the Scandinavian. Is it, is it just from Dylan? It's just from Dylan. Yeah. No, I think like if well, you, I can, someone I can told confirm me, what you've heard. If you, if you look at the, like they do an annual index of the, like the place where people are the happiest, um, Denmark and Norway like fight out for number one, right. um, every single year. Um, and like, if it wasn't that it would be, I don't know, any country in the EU, um, would be f just fine <laughs> because then I can just move to any other country in the EU if I don't like the one I'm in. So yeah, some pretty, pretty much somewhere in Europe with healthcare. <laughs> so would, would not st like, I mean. People say all the time, they're like, if you don't like it here so much, why don't you just leave? I'm like, because if you tried, it's really, really, really hard. Trust me. And it's expensive. It's really expensive. Like, there's all sorts of legal fees involved. And, like, I have to have a job and property. And, like, man, if it was just as easy to move to a foreign country as it was just, like, catching a plane, like, I promise we would not be in this time zone right now. I would already... I've looked into it very seriously after a number of elections over the past 15 years. So trust me when I say I would not live in this country any longer. Norway's um, pretty cool. You can camp anywhere. Oh, really? Within like, um, I can't remember if it's like 100 or 200 meters of someone's like residence. Interesting. You can literally roll up on their farm and pitch a tent. Um, Interesting. It's called like every man's law or rule or something. Um, the land belongs to everybody. Um, so for, I think it's for up to two days or so, two nights, something. Interesting. You can, so you basically, can't squat there, but. You yeah, can't you can't just live there, but you, and that's why, um, um, like in Bergen specifically, I notice a lot, but there's a lot of like RVs and stuff is because you can just literally park them anywhere and stay for a couple days. Huh. Um, I, I heard you say RVs, RVs, there's RVs everywhere. There's just RVs everywhere. I'm like, well, they do have the meat. We've right? got the beef. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of interesting that you can just. That is interesting. Yeah. No, I just, I, there's a nice spot on the river camp there. Um, nice hill near someone's farm, 
camp there. Um, very different. Sounds very great. Different. Yeah. Um, I would I would gladly pay them my tax monies if they could actually do something with them. Uh, let's see. Prime fan uh, wants to know what your thoughts on Overwatch Two are, and have you played it yet? We've already established that no one here has played it. Um, I might give it a try, even though I'm just like I'm still just very confused. Um, and I don't know. I'm sure they like they've discussed a lot of things, but I was kind of just like, I know, sitting there thinking about how could I make this like more interesting, and it's like because. I think what they did, they added a couple characters and then they made it 5v5, which is yeah. a pretty fundamental change. And overall, I think that's kind of weird. Um, had they posed it as um, seasonally, we're going to change up the meta. Yeah. It might be five players this time and it might be six players this time. Like, I think there's a, I think there's a, a, a more interesting way you might be able to pitch the game yep. as something like that. Because I think it's kind of weird that and then I was thinking, like, what about those gaming groups that had six people yep. that played Overwatch, <laughs> well, that and now that one friend doesn't get to play anymore? And I find that very strange. That does suck. Because um, <laughs> I guarantee those groups exist out there. Um, because I know, like, playing Rainbow Six, like, we often had, like, five people that would jump on and play together. Imagine yeah. if they just were, like, 4v4 one day and were, like, well, I'm the worst player, so I guess I'm not going to play. Or I'm the extra tank, so I'm not going to get to oh, play. Man. Because they they have, like, restricted the meta specifically to have the two supports, the two DPS and the two tank, or the uh, one tank now. And, I don't know, and along with that, it's, like, and I still haven't played, so I don't quite know, but it's, like... yeah often when you played overwatch you'd have a main tank and an off tank um so it's like what do those off tanks do now because they're really not super tanky so it's like yep. do they have to rebalance those to because there's only gonna be one tank now so it greatly changes what some tanks need to be to be a yep. tank are they more are they so it's i don't know it sounds like a huge headache to me yeah um, that, that's actually a, a lot of points that i had not considered that's a very good very good take on that um and it's like, I mean, I appreciate they've tried to do things to, like, when metas get stale, you have to kind of shake it up, right? Because something becomes too strong and everyone does it and the game kind of becomes unfun. Yeah. And that's exactly what you don't want to happen. Because yep. um, people stop playing, the casual people really don't want to play because you don't fit into what these seasoned players do nor is it what you want to do and you just want to have fun but you also want to play competitively but like i don't want to just play what's good all the time yep. um or maybe experimenting is fun but then they're like okay we're gonna make it so you have to pick roles but it's like well now that that experimentation goes away so certain characters are no longer super effective and it's weird it's, it's just like an endless chase um and it seems like they tried to fix a lot of it but kind of in early things I read was like just based on the 5v5 and the only having one tank and the certain game modes like stuff felt samey more yeah. than it was different um which is kind of interesting um so I I actually have to play it to, to yeah. get a better sense but um overall it's just weird um 
And it's really weird that you just go open Battle.net and patch Overwatch and it becomes Overwatch 2. That's super strange. I don't know what I expected, but that wasn't it. Uh, yeah. And it was like a 22 gig patch. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I hadn't opened it for a while, so I don't know if that's... I don't really understand exactly yeah. how that works. So I don't know how much it actually is because yep. there could have been other stuff I was missing too. I don't know. Um, but... That's funny. Um, it's probably a good game. Like, it's not going to be any worse than Overwatch from, like, a complete, like, oh, the game's pretty smooth. Obviously, there's might be bugs and things, but it's, like, overall, like, the core of the game is the same. Like, yeah, the characters are going to feel pretty good, and, like, there shouldn't be anything that's too, like, wildly different. Um, but it's, like, did they take the fun factor out of it, or is it... Like, does it work as a 5v5? Does it... I think these questions are what needs to be answered. I don't know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I think if you are a casual player, you will not notice much of a difference. I, I walked in, my my kid was playing it the other day. I'm like, oh, cool, Overwatch 2. Like, what do you think? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. I'm like, you notice any big difference? He's like, no, not at all. It's just Overwatch. I'm like, like but it's only five player now. And he's like, like pause for a second. He's like... Oh yeah, I guess, and just like right. kept right on running. Like the biggest change for him is that it's free to play now. So his friend, they didn't used to be able to play with now, can now play it right. with him because it's free to play. So, which I mean, that is cool, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm, it's like I'm not necessarily opposed to it. Like, um, I'm kind of thinking about it. Like now, I'm like comparing it to when I played Warhammer a lot, right? Yep. And every couple years and especially the time i played they went really quickly through a few editions of the game um because they screwed something up which is it's interesting because a video game you can kind of quickly remedy that but when you spend all this time and money and have a printed rule book um and people have miniatures that they have to assemble and paint um I can't remember what edition it was if it was like 5th or 6th edition yep. they made flying vehicles so powerful so if you didn't and it because it was a new thing it didn't it hadn't really existed in prior editions of the game so they introduced this new thing and it completely broke the game (laughs) so like if you didn't have these you weren't really competitive or whatever um so quickly a new edition of the game came out which then people get mad because they invested in this edition and such a short time later, there's a new hardcover rule book, which is fairly expensive and all the stuff that comes along with that also learning a new game. And that's kind of what, I guess that's kind of what this is. It's just like, it's a new edition of a game, which is something I'm kind of used to, I guess, because I've, I've played a lot of tabletop things that kind of go through this process. Um, But it is a, it is a fundamental shift, um, which sometimes games do, take a a bigger it's not just a balance patch right it's not just rebalancing and and changing the damage of certain things it's like oh no they're they're taking another pass from chapter one and going through the whole rule book and and creating new game modes and it's a new 5v5 thing so they're taking a whole character out of, off of each team and how does that change it and yeah it might suck and they might have to be like oh we gotta make this 6v6 again i don't know yeah. um it will still be overwatch 2 at that point it's like not like they have to make overwatch 3 <laughs> no, to we do have that to, we have to but, go all the way back yeah. to overwatch 2 right so or they're just gonna take the two off and call it overwatch again which 
at the same time, it's like, I don't know why they're calling it Overwatch 2. Just, why didn't they just, they just patched it anyway. Just, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. It's weird to me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to play it. Maybe I'll play it during Extra Life this year. We'll give that a go. See how, how it rolls up. But I've always been super casual with that anyway. So, you know, I, I, I can't imagine I'll notice a difference, to be frank. Uh, final question. Uh, actually, second to last question. If you had to choose one, which would you choose? Half-Life 3, Team Fortress 3, or Portal 3? Portal 3? I think I would probably choose Portal 3 as well. Honestly, to me, the other two have no real significance at this point. I don't know. Maybe that's just because I guess Portal had the most recent yeah. entry, I think, and it has kind of remained. I don't know. And there was the, the others. Per, to me personally, also don't really hold much weight because I didn't have a PC. There, uh, there would have absolutely been a time where I would have chosen Half Life Three, but that time was like eight years ago. Kind of. I kind of want to see how it ends. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I would probably choose Portal 3 though. Are you going to go half And Portal's just so fun. Yeah, Portal is really fun. It's just such a good game. <sighs> I don't know. Like yeah. that one's a hard one. Like yeah, probably Portal 3, but like I wouldn't mind a Team Fortress 3. <laughs> I would be in- I, would... I would be interested to see. Yeah. I didn't play Team Fortress much like I said, I didn't really have a PC, and I only played it as part of like the orange box on Xbox, orange which box, yeah. wasn't really an optimal yeah. experience because multiplayer gaming on Xbox wasn't what it is now. It's it's not wasn't quite that easy, I don't think. Yeah. Um, so I'd be curious to see, especially a, a modern, I don't know, kind of like a modern, because it, it's kind of like, I don't know, I guess I would compare it almost like what Overwatch is in a way because it was had very distinct classes kind of um, it's been so long since I really played yeah. that but I, I, I enjoy those kinds of games is what I'm saying like I could see myself enjoying that but I guess that could be any game that doesn't have to be <laughs> Team Fortress that's why I choose Portal makes sense to me uh, final question um, this, is, this is kind of tangential to this uh, Valve has registered a trademark for a new piece of software. Uh, so this is not hardware. This is not something to do with Steam. Has nothing to do with VR. Any of that? Well, I guess it could have something to do with VR. But it's anything to do with VR hardware. And that trademark is Neon Prime. What do you think Valve is making? I don't know, but I have a. I have a problem that we can just put two words next to each other and trademark it. Like, I don't know. Like, I agree with Dylan. The trademark and copyright uh, system in the United States is grossly, grossly broken. But <laughs> beyond that, <laughs> uh, it's software. It is software. What, what, what game is Neon Prime? It's definitely a cyberpunk adjacent game. Does seem like it could it be. It is some sort of science fiction future, probably dystopian because that's just what future sci-fi is. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's also what the future is, Dylan. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not just it's not just future video games. The future will be dystopian. Um, um, I I think that they are rebooting Half Life, but setting it. 
in like the year 3000. So it's it's uh, a reboot of of the first one, but set in a future dystopian game. So it's it's prime because it's you know it's Half Life, but it's neon because it's you know cyberpunky and set in the future. So it's, it's new. Yeah. Know. So it's it's not going to be you escaping from some like ramshackle crazy lab. It's it, going to be you escaping it, from some awesome neon lab in the future. Do you think it's an actual Half Life reboot, or is it like a spiritual success? No, absolutely. Well, okay. th- not like a not like not not like Black Mesa, not like frame for frame reboot. Right. I think it's. Well, like, I'm I'm imagining like Back for Blood is to Left for Dead. It is literally I, like the, yeah. I would say even very less much so than meant, that. But it's yeah. not spiritual. It's spiritual not actually the same universe. It's, yeah, it is. I would I would just say spiritually same, the same thing. same universe just set. Okay. 90 years in the future. <coughs> what do you think, Carl? I think it is a uh, Transformers game. <laughs> God, that'd be amazing. Could you imagine? I mean, well, there's two ways that could go. Uh, like, one way is Valve makes a freaking incredible Transformer game, <laughs> the other option is Valve makes a very, very bad Transformers game. <laughs> could go either way. I don't know. Do they make bad games, though? Well, I mean. You know, the thing is, is you're like, does Valve make bad games? You're like, I don't know. They've only made five. I know, but like, (laughs) but that doesn't mean like you don't like, I don't know. Like, it's just like Rockstar. They don't make bad games. When they made a ping pong game, it was a, this the best ping pong game there ever is and ever was and ever will be. Um, So it's like, I don't know. Like, I I don't mind people being choosy and choosing something that they're going to make good. Right. Um, even though you've only made five, like I, maybe, uh, maybe they're like John Cazale. Well, he was never in a bad movie. He was just in like six really good movies and then died. Could be, absolutely yeah. could be. This could be their swan song. Uh, all right, let's talk about cheap free games this week on Epic. You're going to get uh, Evil Land Le- Legendary Edition, and this is a game that I completely forgot about. So much so that they released a sequel that I also forgot about. <laughs> um, we talked about this years ago on the podcast. The concept was a game where you start out playing like an eight-bit RPG, and then as you progress through the game, you go to like a sixteen-bit RPG, and then like a three D RPG, and then like a like super fancy JRPG. Like it, as you go through the game, the actual progression of the game is the games get more modern, um, which I thought was a just yeah. fascinating, interesting twist. It's good. Oh, have you I've, played I've, it? I've. Uh... There's two of them, and I've beat the first one, and it's good. Yeah, I, I love that concept and just never, like, completely forgot it existed. So you can get that. Yeah. And then you can also get Fallout 3 Game of the Year Edition, which is an uh, interesting game to be making free now, 15 years after it came out. <laughs> so I'm actually interested in this because I think I only have that on 360, and I don't know if I ended up getting the... Game of the Year edition? The, yeah, the I can't remember if I ended up getting that or not. So. I think Fallout 3 is the game that I spent the longest time between starting it and finishing it. Um, I started it and played like, I don't know, 98% of the game, 99% of the game. 
And then when it became backwards compatible off the 360, I booted up my 360, which I hadn't had hooked up in years, so my cloud save would sync and then <laughs> played it on backwards compatible. I think on my series, not my 1X, my... Shoot, what was the... Like, so I've got a Series X now and a 1X before. What was, like, the, the Pro upgrade for the... Right. Or is I was that literally the 1X? trying to remember this the other day. I, I don't I'm remember. so confused at this point. I played it on my slightly better Xbox One. <laughs> That's what I have. I the Xbox yeah. One X. That's what, okay, the so the Xbox X. One was the launch, and then the Xbox One X was the upgrade. Oh, I just realized how stupid this is. Yeah, anyway. I never thought about how bad it actually is. It's really it bad. It is bad because it's Series X and One X, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I, I think there, I think like eight years had passed between <laughs> me playing Fallout 3 and me beating Fallout 3. So, But I did it. I, I It was great. Um, so, yeah, Fallout 3 is real good. You've, you've played it like two or three times, haven't you, Carl? Yeah, I put like almost 300 hours into it. Yeah, well worth it. Um, I really like Fallout 4, but I actually thought the story for Fallout 3 was probably a little bit better. I like the setting of Fallout 3. Yeah. I, good I remember trying to play Fallout 4, and I did not like it nearly as much as 3. Fallout 4 had some good things and bad things. I didn't like yeah. the base building, really. Yeah. Um, I just didn't... I yeah. did didn't entice me to keep playing it the yeah. same way that like Fallout 3 I was very like into. Yeah. I don't think I ever finished it, but good. Um I think the the good news there is you could probably put mods on that too, make the game look yeah. and play a lot better too. Yep. Uh let's see, Game Pass uh coming out today, uh October eighteenth, so this is a couple days before you actually are listening to the podcast. Uh Plague Tale Requiem hits uh Cloud PC and Xbox uh, it's a sequel to Plague Tale Innocence. Um, I don't know. I've heard I've heard the first one's good. Maybe maybe give this one a try. Uh, coming out on October twentieth, which is the day you can listen to this podcast for the first time, is the Amnesia Collection Cloud Console and PC. So that includes uh, Amnesia: Dark Descent, A Machine for Pigs, and Justine. Um, they're all really pretty good. I've not played Justine, but I've played uh, Amnesia: Dark Descent and, and A Machine for Pigs, and they're both pretty good. Um, they're a lot of fun. And then also on the 20th, you get Amnesia Rebirth, uh, Cloud Console on PC. Um, I have not played that one at all, but another, another horror game. Um, also on the 20th, you get Phantom Abyss. It is a massive asynchronous multiplayer game that casts players into procedurally generated temples and tasks them with retrieving the sacred relics hidden within deadly chambers. So I don't, I don't know if anyone remembers this. It came, it was announced probably on E3. Uh, 2019, I want to say, 2020, and this looks really cool. The idea being that you uh, you play a level, but you can see all the people that have played the level before you and see where they died and and what they did to try and be the person to get be the first person to get uh, a uh, like a, a the prize essentially in the middle. It looked really neat. I've not tried it, but I, I've always wanted to. So that that is cool on the 20th. Uh, Soma, October 20th. That's another horror game from the folks who did Dark Descent. It uh, is set underwater. I hear it is absolutely terrifying. Um, I believe that that is one of the games that was re-released, though, without a 
with like a no bad guy mode. So if you just want to like play Soma without having to worry about some of the horror elements, that might be kind of fun for you. Um, October 20th as well, Norco is coming to PC. That is a point and click game that is absolutely fantastic. Um, highly recommend. It's probably one of the best games I've played in a while. Uh, Persona 5 Royal is coming out on Cloud Console and PC October 21st. So that is kind of the latest um, and best version of the Persona games. Uh, Frog Detective, the entire mystery, is coming to PC October 27th. Play as the detective in three silly mysteries. Finding clues and questioning suspects is part of the job for an experienced frog. Frog Detective, the entire mystery, is a collection of all three frog detective cases. So I don't know if that's a kid game or just a silly frog detective game, but that sounds delightful. Uh, Gunfire Reborn comes to cloud console and PC on October 27th. It is a level-based adventure game featuring FPS action, roguelike gameplay, and RPG elements. You'll play as one of six furry heroes, each with their own unique skills and attacks. As you play through each level, you'll be faced with challenging enemies and collect powerful loot. The more you play, the more powerful you will become, kind of like in almost every other video game in existence. Uh, also on October 27th, Sig Signalis. Uh, awaken from slumber and explore a surreal retro tech world as Elster, a technician replica searching for her lost partner and her lost dreams. That sounds all right. Uh, experience cosmic dread and classical psychological survivor horror. Maybe this isn't for me. Um, I do like that Game Pass pretty much this entire month has just been spooky. Like a lot of their games are all been horror games. So that's pretty cool. That's your thing. Uh, also, we got a couple of Humble Bundles that are pretty great. One is called the Melee Mayhem Bundle. For $23, you can get 10 games, including Chivalry 2, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, where I guess you get to beat up, like, SpongeBob with... I don't recognize anyone else from here except Patrick from SpongeBob. I think it's a Ninja Turtle. Anyway. And Cat Dog. Yeah, 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 there you go. And Reptar. Yeah. So and one of the Ah Real Monsters. And I think that's Avatar the Last Air. One of the Ah Real Monsters. <laughs> and uh, some guy with some bread for a head. There you go. Uh, Song of Iron, River City Girls. Uh, a couple coupons for different things off River City Girls and Mortal Kombat 11 add ons. A game called Mordhow and Chronicron. So a bunch of just beating stuff up games for uh, 20 three dollars it looks like um and then the day of the devs 2022 bundle this is put on uh kind of by the folks at double fine essentially so this is really i guess microsoft doing it now uh for 10 bucks you get 16 games which is a pretty good deal um you get gang beasts which dylan and i will tell you is one of the funnest games in creation oh my gosh uh psychonauts in the rhombus of ruin is uh the vr game set in between psychonauts one and two i believe but you probably don't need to play it in vr maybe um and then you get Psychonauts, a scapegoat two, which I know nothing about, but I'm very into the idea of a scapegoat. It's a great name. Yeah, right. Um, everything, massive chalice, uh, brutal legend, which is fantastic. Fantastic. Um, Gnog, which I have not played. Thoth, which I have not played. One forty, which I have played. One forty is it's a very short game, but it's very very good. Um, I believe one forty is actually the first game I ever played at. Uh, one of the Xbox game showcases. I think this is the very first game I played. Uh, a lot of fun. It's made by a guy. I think Gnog, Thoth, and 140 are all made by a guy who works for Double Fine. Uh, you get Broken Age, the Broken Age soundtrack, Double Fine Adventure, which is the 
movie made about kickstarting Broken Age, I believe, and a game called Space Base DF9. So, ten for ten bucks, that's a lot of a lot of good games. So go check that out. I think that's it. Anyone have uh, anything else you want to like scream about before we we stop recording? Uh, no, no. I saw a card the day, Cole. It was cool. Ooh. It was very red. It was very neat. I, I've never seen a bird that looked that cool. I also saw a... So you saw a mail yes, card. Yes, I saw a mail card in the I also saw a... Um, oh, shoot. What are they called? Spoonbills? Is that right? The pink things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one of those over yep. by the Mexican restaurant I got food at. I don't know why. Uh, anyway, we are Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more about us at BiteMePodcast.com. You can follow us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.com slash BiteMePodcast. You can... Uh, join our Discord at Discord or BiteMePodcast.com slash Discord. You can support our Patreon at Patreon.com slash BiteMePodcast. You can join or donate to our Extra Life team, which is going to be kicking off pretty dang soon at BiteMePodcast.com slash Extra Life. And I think that's all. Dylan? Bite me. Bite me. Yay. Bite me.